Hi, I'm... You're listening to the City World Radio Network. High-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world. www.cityworldradio.com Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. Uh, thrilled to have everybody back who's listened before and thrilled to have our new listeners tonight as well. Um, I am, at, again, thrilled once again, very thrilled tonight in general because it's St. Patrick's Day, to have some amazing guests tonight, uh, including Francine Lefrac, the founder and CEO of Same Sky, and the Reverend Gloria Walton, uh, uh, who we're all going to learn about tonight. Um, but before I introduce my guests, I'm going to just do a very quick and brief, and I apologize for those who've heard this before, introduction of Morph Mom. Uh, I am Kathleen Smith. I am the founder of Morph Mom. And Morph Mom is a, I guess now we've explained it as sort of a multimedia platform connecting women on whatever level they need to be connected on and hopefully empowering them in any way they need to be empowered. Uh, I started this about four years ago. It was a website at the time. I interview people around the country. I share their stories. I share the steps that they took to get where they are and hopefully to connect with others looking to do the same. Uh, following that, I started to write for the Huffington Post because these stories were just amazing and they needed to be told and they needed to get out there. Uh, after that, what I realized was it was great that we have this website. And by the way, for those of you who are new, it is morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. And I invite you, I encourage you to come onto the site and see these stories and to connect with others. But some people needed just a little bit more. They needed a connection, a human connection. And I realized that neighbors didn't know what the other person was doing and we need to do it just a little bit more. So I now travel around the country and I host cocktail parties and trying to connect women in, in an actually like one-on-one -on -one situation. And I will let everybody know when we're coming to a city near you. And now, most recently, I have a radio show. And I'm thrilled that all of you out there are listening tonight. But it's not about me. It's about these amazing women that I have on the show. So, again, I invite you to come to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. And you can learn more about this. You can reach out to me through the website as well if you have a story you want to tell. It's just anything you want to share. Reach out to me and we can get it out there. Um, but more importantly, without further ado, I want to introduce my amazing guest tonight, my co-host, Seema McGrath. Hello. And my just wonderful, amazing guest, Francine Lefrac and the Reverend Gloria Walton. And I'm going to begin with Francine Lefrac. 
uh, Francine, if you would begin, um, tell us about yourself and Same Sky. And then we took the model to Jersey City to work with ex-offenders, and you're going to hear from the wonderful Reverend Gloria Walton, and give them a job so they could have a second chance in life. And what we do is make beautiful jewelry and use their talents to make this jewelry, and they can then... um, realize their goals, their children's goals, and transform their lives. So that's what it is. It's connecting people kind of like what you do, Kathleen, under the same sky. I mean, I appreciate that, but I think, Francine, what you've done is just so phenomenal and so empowering. I I wish I was as strong as what you are accomplishing. I think same sky is one of the most phenomenal things I've ever heard about. And it's just, I am so honored to have you here tonight to speak about it. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate having the opportunity to share it with so many people, people that want to connect, people that want to do things with their talent to help the extreme poor, and people who want to empower women. And and Francine, I'm going to come back to Sam Sky, but as you mentioned that we have Reverend Gloria um, Walton here tonight, and would you just give a quick explanation sort of what you do as well and how you came to know Francine. Sure. Well, I was actually introduced uh, to Francine by Governor McGreevy. And it has been probably one of the most uh, humbling experience that I've had. I actually house ex-offender females and males, but Francine and I work together in Jersey City in developing jobs for the females that I hire. They actually make the jury inside of the house and Francine is actually responsible for getting, oh God, they've literally made thousands of bracelets taking orders from all over the world. I hope that we get the opportunity to discuss how important employment is for women when they leave the penal system. Um, I'm going to take this back to Francine now. now so Francine, um, Gloria was speaking about how the women who have come out of prison are now making these bracelets and how they fall under the same sky. So Francine, would you explain to us about sort of your journey to how you became involved with and founded Same Sky and sort of the concept behind it. Okay, here's what happened. I was a movie producer in Hollywood producing social issue movies, developing a movie 
on the Rwandan genocide where a million people were murdered in 100 days. And the movie Hotel Rwanda got produced and released. And all of a sudden, the head of Fox Studios calls me and says, you know what, we don't want to make your movie anymore. And I was devastated because I felt compelled to shed light on what had happened. And I wondered what happened to all those women that were raped and all those women that had developed HIV. And the UN estimated it was like 250,000 of them. And I wanted to use my talents and my producing skill to do something on the ground with the women that had survived. And I wanted to find the ones that were literally waiting to die. The women that we chose were the ones that were so poor that they couldn't afford free transport. They couldn't afford transportation to pick up free medication. They couldn't afford consistent food. They literally were waiting to die. And as I believe so strongly the talent is everywhere, but opportunity isn't, I decided what if I could give them a job? And I always had a you know love for jewelry. So I said, what if we made jewelry? So we started this like jewelry collective where we started with four women and their I mean their talent was immense and the jewelry became very connected to their health their children going to school, their children sleeping on mattresses. And it really connected me to this idea that we cannot close our eyes to extreme poverty in the world. Women need to empower each other. Women need to find a way to express our talent and our abilities and our access to share it with one another. And that's what I could do as a producer. I could produce jewelry. I could... Um, you know, send them the materials and I could create a marketplace for them. So then I could see their lives transforming. I could see them, you know, move out of government housing. I could see them opening bank accounts. I mean, it's just incredible what I could see. And then I realized that this jewelry model, I need to find a way to express it in America because 46 million people live below the poverty line. And the there's, you know, a million women now who are on parole. You know, we have such a problem with recidivism in this country. We have such a problem with incarceration. We have 2.3 million people incarcerated. What happens when they get out of prison? 75% of them go back to prison because they don't have jobs. They're like invisible. And I really believe we've got to find a way to take the invisible and make them visible. We have to make people feel whole. We have to connect to the humanness. That, that That's the reason we're on this planet. So, you know, we decided, you know, through Jim McGreevy, I had the blessing of meeting Reverend Gloria Walton. And she took me into the most excellent way and introduced me to the women that had gotten out of prison. And I really wanted to see if I could help them. And we came up together with this amazing model where the women go to the second floor of, of the most excellent way halfway house. And Gloria will tell you the steps that, that she puts them through to get to the second floor to be able to work as a group around a table and make jewelry. And the power and the meditative quality 
that they experience and the connection to who they are as people and the connection to realizing that the pull of the street, the noise of the street is not going to get them again because they want to be trained and that when they start working with the beautiful materials of the jewelry, they remember who they are. They remember their creativity and they remember, you know, that they they have to um they you know that they they have dreams and 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 wishes and hopes and it gives them the courage to want to realize the dream and gloria will tell you we have so many of the women that have gone back to get their ged or well we have now one girl called cassie who has a job at supercuts and we have um uh, another one, Nicole, who's working for um, UPS. It's just incredible to see they've transformed. And none of the same Sky women have gone back to prison. We have zero recidivism rate, which means the country rate of recidivism is 75%, and our rate is zero. And why is that? Because the women are working on getting their children back and getting their lives back. They're not committing crimes. And we're not paying for them to go back to prison because they have jobs that they they have dreams and they have goals and they're they're um, able to go to that table any time of day or night. So during the day they're studying, they're getting their GED or they're taking courses, and at night they're earning money. If you let someone out of prison without a job, what's going to happen? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to sleep? They're going to go back to prison. And, you know, our recidivism and our prison system, our system has to change in this country. You cannot put people in prison and then not find a way to have them, you know, you know, get a job or get, you know, a way to earn a dignity. Because that's what a job is. It's dignity. Francine? So we, we Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I am the co-host tonight with Kathleen. My name is Seema McGrath. And I just want to tell you, what you said is amazing. It, the jewelry making is huge. It's very therapeutic. So for you to take these women out of prison and put them in an art, in a craft, that they can express themselves, it, it's just the most amazing thing. It's therapeutic. It is something that is like like uh tangible it's something that they can touch they can feel relieved feel feel a sense of accomplishment and you did the right thing you pull these women out of their web out of their world out of out of whatever they were in and you've created this wonderful scheme whatever it is that has made these women come into their own and and feel responsible and feel like alive and about themselves when i when i first spoke with francine and i'm a jersey city girl and i learned about what francine had done with rwanda and asima just said i three no 30 seconds into the conversation with francine i was hooked I, I I just what I, and you know and I wasn't kidding and poor Francine I'm like no 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 don't hang up keep talking to me please keep telling me about this because what you have done is so 
important just for everybody. It, it's just everybody needs to feel what you just said tonight. Everybody feels to need so important. therapeutic. It, it oh is. My gosh. And and how Francine has brought this to not just under the same sky to Rwanda to Jersey City, it it, it means a great deal to me. And as, as Francine knows, and as Gloria knows, I was a prosecutor in Hudson County, and so I've spent many, many, many years with these women who are amazing, and these kids are amazing, and they needed a chance. They needed somebody to say, you've got something, and I'm gonna give you that opportunity, and they don't get the opportunity, and Francine has given that to them. And that's what I think is so invaluable, and you can't, it just, well, you can see, as Same Sky flourishes, you can see what it's done for these women. I must say, though, that Reverend Gloria created the perfect storm because she is helping build the women through their shame, through paying their court fees. She walks them through their addiction. She creates a safe place for them to live. So that she is an extraordinary, you know, linchpin to what Same Sky has been able to do because without Reverend Gloria, this would not be happening. And that's why we can... You know, I can. I'm so respectful and um, full of admiration for her. So that leads me now to Reverend Gloria. Let me let me ask you about this. Tell us about how you became involved with Francine and with Same Sky. Well, um, in Hudson County, we have what's called the <laughs> reentry program, and I am a reentry provider. But let me go back a little prior to the actual reintegration program. Um, I worked for the state of New Jersey for over 30 years. We are retired from. And I got to actually see generations of women, same type of relationships. I'm talking families now. Same relationships, same type of abuse, prison, jail, you know, state, local. And so I made a decision. At the time, I was in a local church, and I got the opportunity uh, to begin to, to work with women in the community. That's really where it started. And as years went on, and they created, with, created this um, prison reentry program. Again, I began, became a, 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 a vendor, but it was more than that. That was just the avenue that led me into the jail so that I could begin to actually work with women. See, jail is not the only place that women are incarcerated. They're actually incarcerated in their own, in their emotions, in their homes, in their communities. And all of those, that type of abuse and neglect actually leads them into the penal system. From there... When they're released to me, I, I, I have a what I call a three P's. <laughs> One is we have to deal with their placements, every placement that they've had throughout their life. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, when you have a woman that is in and out of jail several times, we have to look at how traumatic that is. And each placement she carries Another, either another traumatic experience or it just builds upon her original traumatic experience. And so from there, we have to then begin to look at her process. What, what has been done to help her gain, regain herself? 
what's necessary to get her through this process so that at the end we develop a plan. She actually develops the plan. I'm just the, the facilitator of the plan. And you cannot be at most excellent way without a plan. And so there's three, I, I'd say, domains that's necessary. Housing, employment, and we must deal with, we, we can't be blind to the fact that addictions play a major role in the recidivism rate. And so, as Francine say, for those women that participate with Same Sky while at the most excellent way, zero have actually returned to jail. Now, those numbers are phenomenal. Um, so while they're there, we have what we call an intake. So you come in on the first floor, and we do what's called a 30-day blackout. 30 days is very important when you're exiting the jails because it's those 30 days that you have to get to start thinking about, one, I'm in a safe place. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to sleep tonight. Second, you get the opportunity to begin to think about your children. 85 or better um, is, is the percentage of women that are incarcerated that are mothers. So when a, a mother is incarcerated, what's happening to the children? And so a major part of what we do is begin to to help this mother to, one, work on forgiving herself, then allowing others to forgive her so that she can be clear of that guilt because guilt is a, is a, is a very weighty thing. And so we can help, we facilitate her working through that so that we can now develop a plan for how she will be reunified with her children. Now, you being an ex-prosecutor, you understand sometimes that's not always possible. But when it is possible, then that's what we do. That is the, the, the plan, is that this mother will be reunified with her children. And, of course, it takes the court systems, it takes child protection service agencies, but most of all, it takes the determination of that mother to say, come what may, I will be with my children. And now that she has a safe haven, she has an employ a, a job that she can begin to pay her fines. She, I, it, the most amazing thing is when a mother, for the first time, received her paycheck from Same Sky, and she says, "It's my child's birthday. Oh. I've ne- I haven't bought my baby anything for his or her birthday." And and they say it like this, while I was running, and so now I'm not running. And it is just amazing and the most heartfelt thing to see that mother use her, 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 her income now. And instead of buying drugs, she buys her child a present or a card or use that money to send a card of thank you to someone that she's wronged, to her mother, to her husband. So during that time, we, are, we, we see women rewriting their script you know plans change those those ideas of what I want to be are, are revitalized and unfortunately because of the laws you know if, if you have a felon there's you are kind of X'd out of certain um, employment categories but that's okay because you're a new person and what we began to do when they're working with the jury is you see the creativity now you see the entrepreneurship now they're thinking about oh what else can I do? 
it's just amazing. We 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 just don't have enough time to take you through the life and the achievements of all of the women. But education is a is a big part of of what we discuss there. We have uh, some preparing for, to to actually graduate from college. Yes, um, GEDs. But while they're doing all of this, while they're being empowered, they're also working. On my way here tonight, I was speaking with one. She says, oh, I have some braces that I'm going to um, touch up and finish, you know. So what Same Sky allows us to do is create a schedule. And knowing that in between taking care of the things that I've neglected for so long, I can return to my home and work. It's empowering. It's very empowering. But, it's you know, I can say it's empowering, but when they understand that they've been empowered, that's action. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is so fascinating and inspiring, and I I don't even know how to phrase what Francine has done, is that's what she's brought back, where it's very easy for people to sort of skip by and say, oh, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. Francine is, there's a phrase, I think, Francine, that you said that opportunity is there, but how do you get it to everybody? And that's what Francine has done. The same sky, she has made opportunity available to everybody, and especially those who really need it. And, and right. Francine, we are forever enamored and grateful for this, because as we see it happening, I, I, I've never seen anything like this. I've never been as inspired by, by the two of you here tonight, as you hear these stories, you feel like you can walk out and help anybody to do anything because there's nothing stopping us. You look what Francine has done. Nothing should be stopping anybody. And, and Francine, I, I'm, I'm curious, um, how, how do you feel about how Same Sky has evolved? Like, did you believe it would you ever... Now, you see, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I feel like I discovered oil. You see, everyone says, oh, you're so nice. But the truth is, I get more out of it than anyone. I I really do. Seeing these lives transformed, seeing the people that I meet, like you, Kathleen, and Reverend Gloria, and it's just, it's transformed my life. It's connected me to the people who have empathy in the world. It's connected me to understanding what consumption means and how we buy products and why can't we know why can't there be transparency on knowing who made those products and the impact that what you're buying is i mean i can say when you buy a a, a bracelet that's made by a rwandan woman a genocide survivor that bracelet pays for her health care for one year i can say when you buy a same sky necklace necklace pays for her child to go to school but what i can say is that why can't whatever we buy have that other layer that human layer that authentic layer the layer of who we are as people and that's the other thing that it's taught me that we've got to look at how we consume in the world how we treat each other there's this fast fashion and the idea that, you know, they've created slow food now where you pay a little more. But why can't we pay a little more and, you know, make products in America and give jobs 
and transform people's lives in the, you know, in the process. Because I know the pride that I feel when I wear a bracelet made by any of the women from Most Excellent Way. I know the pride that I feel when I wear a bracelet made by a woman in Rwanda. And it's just, it fills my soul because I'm wearing something that's not only beautiful, but connects me to who I am as a person and connects me to talent that's all around us. And it's just, it's just, you know, so I feel like I've gotten so much out of it and I just wished I could share it with everyone. But that's the beauty of Same Sky is that, so I... For those of you out there, and by the way, welcome to Morph Mom Moments Radio Show tonight. And for those of you who just tuned in, I am thrilled and honored and can't even believe I have the privilege of sitting here with Francine Lafrac and the Reverend Gloria Walton tonight and my co-host, Seema McGrath. Uh, it's just such a privilege beyond privilege that I am on the air tonight with women who've done so much for so many people. And for those of you out there, if you'd like to call in and, and speak to these amazing women... It's 212-631-7553. Uh, and I encourage you to call in because I am telling you, you will go home with your heart. You know, as the Grinch said, your heart grew and grew and grew. As I'm sitting here, you can't help it. But your heart just grows and grows and grows. Because you hear about what these women have done and what they continually do. And it's one of the most inspiring conversations I think I've ever had. So when I first, Francina, I'm, I'm curious. And although I know the story, but I know those out there are curious as well, is how this sort of started. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to how this all evolved? Well, I mean, the journey was, you know, as I mentioned, that I was trying to get a movie made and I couldn't get it made. And I had a friend whose name was Willa Shallot who was selling these um, Rwandan mm-hmm. baskets called Peace Baskets to Macy's. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, listen, you've always been good with jewelry. Why don't you figure out how to make something and I'll sell it with you. So it took about a year for me to figure out what to make. And um, she then said to me, you know, you could do this on your own. And I said to myself, is she kidding? I have to call Terry Lundgren at Macy's. This is outrageous. I can't do this. And she said, no, no, you should do this on your own. But at that point, I was so pregnant with this idea, there was no hope for me. It was as if she left me in the Atlantic on a raft, (laughs) pregnant, and there was nothing I could do. So I just decided that I was going to do it, and I was going to figure out a way to call Terry Lundgren or whoever it was to find a way to sell this jewelry, because I was so inspired by these women. I mean, if you see a woman come to life again, that's so close to death. If you see her HIV numbers go from 200 to 1,500, if you see her giving birth to children that are not HIV, imagine how you feel. If you see her starting her own entrepreneurial projects, like in Rwanda, um, one of the women has a potato business with her daughter. Another one has a popcorn machine. Another one sells household goods in her neighborhood. They become their own entrepreneurs. So we recently set up a, a course, a training course, a business training course for the women. And to see these women who, I, I mean, to send me an email, even though it's in Kin Rwandan, I mean, it just, 
you can't imagine what it does for my heart and how I feel about it. And to see the ones that were silent because they were raped become the leaders, it's just, it's just incredible. So that's kind of how we all started. And I, I think you know, in 1990, I made a film called Prison Stories, Women on the Inside. And it was for HBO. And I realized there but the grace of God do go I. There's nothing that separates me from a woman who's in prison. There's nothing except that I had a privileged background and I was not abused. So, you know, I really believe this statement that talent is everywhere but opportunity isn't. And we all need a hand up, not a hand out. I mean, I believe what I'm saying. And just to see the women in Jersey City work at those tables and to see their talent and to see their commitment and to see their determination or to go with them to the Newport Mall and see their ability at selling is just phenomenal. I mean, what a talent pool, what a sales force. I mean, I remember uh, Nicole going up to someone and saying, sir, if you don't come to our table, your wife will never talk to you again. <laughs> I, mean, I could never imagine doing that. Or Barbara saying, Miss, Miss, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? I'll make a bracelet in that color. I mean, I just thought, wow, these girls are inventive. I mean, they're original. And they, they, they you know, maybe they sold guns or drugs on the street. But this is a talent pool that corporate America needs. <laughs> You know, wake up, corporate America. It's absolutely true, and there's no way corporate America or anyone would know about this without what you've done. Your efforts have brought to fruition the potential of these women. And whatever it was, you know, there's no judgment. Things happen, people make choices because they have to. But it's those that are out there like you, Francine, that give them the opportunity to say, you know what, you made a choice, whatever the reason was, there's no judgment. Now it's time to let's see what you can do because time's not over and you can do it. And between you and Reverend Gloria, like that is what is so astounding to me. And that's a lesson that needs to be out there is that it's... But, you know, I want to add one thing. Something I learned about the Rwandan genocide and the women that I work with there is their ability to forgive and, and reconciliation and in our country we don't forgive people that went to jail people pay their debt to society but if you see them they go oh she was arrested or she went to jail or you know it's like with them forever but what is paying your debt to society we've got to change the dynamic of how we think we've got to change the, the you know reframe how we talk about this but what you do know, you we've got to give second chances in the world uh, what do you attribute that to why do they forgive so much there and not here well you have to understand there was a, a genocide where hutus murdered tutsis and they lived together they mm -hmm. shared a language and after the genocide the women, 64% of the parliament was run by women, and the president knew that women had to reclaim the peace, and he understood that the human capital and the, and the sense that in order for that country to make it in the world, 
they had to focus on the future and they had to focus on taking care of their families and moving ahead. So they didn't have the time to hate each other. And I, I can tell you a story when two of our artisans, one's husband murdered the family of the other, and the two of them sat side by side at the table and they knew that they had to pay for their HIV meds or they had to pay for their children to go to school. They didn't have time to hate each other. But they also had this other court system where the, the communities judged. The communities were the judges of the crimes. So everybody got a chance to to forgive. And everybody and the the perpetrator of the crime asked for forgiveness. So it was a different kind of legal system. But it's certainly a role model for the world. Yes, it but is. I just, you know, if you think of of how we think about uh, offenders, we just we always say, "Oh, he went to jail, she went to." Jail. We've got to reframe the conversation now. We really do. And thank God you're bringing that to the table. And so, and so, Reverend Gloria, that has I leads me to a question for you. As you're hearing Francine tell these stories and I'm and I could listen to these stories all night long it is the most empowering thing I've ever heard and as Francine knows I, poor Francine could not get off the phone with me the first time we spoke because I was in tears sitting there on the floor I just wanted to listen and listen and listen and is there someone who has touched you along the way is there a story that you can relate um that and I know this affects everybody is there something that sort of stands out to you that you've come across well there's quite a few, but the most recent story um, is I received a, a message from a, a young lady. The first time she was released from jail, she was referred to my to the most excellent way, and on her way out, there was another female that just released, but this young girl had no place to go, and so this oldest. A woman went back in and asked if this younger woman could also go to the place that she was going. And so they called me, and I said, of course. She was all of 19. I said, of course. So the older woman brought the younger woman to me, but then she left. Four years after the fact, she went back to jail, and she came to me. It was this time that she started her process, process of recovery, process of family reunification, and I promised her that I would work with her to locate her children. I mean, that's what I did for over 30 years. And we began that process, and she found herself. She had a spiritual experience, she was able to shed that guilt about her past because she went to jail, but she had a long history of abuse as well. And so here she was sold out for reunifying with her children. And I received a call last week that she found the third child. She has not returned to jail. She's employed. She's back with her husband, who also came through my program. So not that family is in a healing process, not just the mother and the father independently, but that family with their children is in a healing process. 
that was that was the most recent. I mean, I could go on about the women, how once they've gone through the program and made a decision, how were they able to make a decision? Because when you hear their stories, they've made the same decisions time and time again. So my question to them is, what's different now? I actually have two questions. What was life like prior to using and going to jail? And what is it now that will be so different that will keep you from going to jail? Forgiveness is a big factor because they now forgive themselves. They, they, they come into the most excellent way and they understand that it is about acceptance. We accept you and now we have to teach you how to accept who you are. And sometimes we have to kind of travel back so that they can forgive those that abuse them. Now, did they not have religion in their lives before? Many of them not. Many of them not. They do what they call foxhole prayers, you know, Mm -hmm. God get me out, you know, but... uh, (laughs) We've done some of those ourselves, right? (laughs) But once you understand the power of religion and acceptance and forgiveness... That's huge. It's huge. And you have an authoritative figure like yourself, um, someone that sees beyond what they see. Uh, let, let, me, you, let, let me deal with this authoritative figure, okay? I don't, I don't mean it like that. Yes, no, but th- that's important because they defy authority sometimes. Of course, yes. Uh, let me say that I live there with them. And my reason for doing so is so that they can have a change, a paradis- they need a paradigm shift on one, where, where their safety lies, and understand that not all authority is bad. And they often say to me, why are you here with us? You have a house. Yes, I do. But I feel like a mom giving birth. And what mother leaves her newborn baby? And so I want to be there to go through the process with you. So that at the end, the product on Thursday, I have a young lady who's graduating with her high school diploma on the same day that I'm scheduled to be at a conference. And she says to me, she said, Miss Gia, you're going to be there? Absolutely. And then we're going to go to this conference and you are going to show the world that you made it. Mm-hmm. You did it. She, <clears throat> she also worked on the bracelets. She now has a, a job, and she just got an apartment. Employment, housing, and addiction services is so key to women restoring their lives. And what they gain in this house is the type of mentorship, not just you know someone in corporate America saying that they want to be a mentor, but right in this house, women that have gone through the system and then I hire them, by the way. The mentors in my house are those that completed successfully completed the program, maintained their sobriety, and I have one young lady who will be getting her certification in drug and alcohol counseling. I have some men doing the same. It's about forgiveness. It's about employment. Oh, they love Francine. 
How can I, you not love Francine? I used to, you know, I, you I used to, I thought initially, you know, it was like, oh, Miss G, can you call Same Sky? Now they say, oh, Francine said, because all walls are down and they have the liberty to make contact with her. So, um, Barbara, from the most excellent way, calls Indira in my office more than her, her mother. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. But um, I want to say one thing about this woman that she's talking about. Her name is Tanya that just graduated, that's graduating high school. Besides being a very diligent woman, she learned how to parent her children by going to high school. Because she was in high school, even though she's 37 years old, with kids that were the age of her teenage kids. And she learned how to be a mother by doing that. But I believe that without the Reverend Gloria, without being able to work at the same sky table, none of this would have happened. So it's. I feel so much pride that she's graduating high school. What an achievement. And she's getting her family back. She's getting her home I mean, this is what it's all about. So there are so many stories like this. There are so many stories like this. And we all need to get on the ground. We all need to do this in any way that we can to use our talent and our access to help others. And I have to tell you one story, which is great, which is when we go to the mall, I've asked the bank, Wells Fargo, and also J.P. Morgan to help me at the mall. And I must tell you, after three days at the mall, you know what the bankers say to me? They say, this is what makes my job worthwhile. I've had time at the, during this weekend to teach financial literacy. I've had mm -hmm. time to teach empowerment. I've had time to teach entrepreneurship. This is what makes my job worthwhile. And I want corporate America to hear these women because there's such a drain of executives from these companies. There's such a great drain. And all you have to do is let them work with people on the ground. Let them empower other people and you'll get the most loyal employees. And you may get from the people you've given second chances to, you may get an unbelievable mm -hmm. talent pool to choose from. But I want corporate America to wake up to this. This is not CSR, you know, corporate social responsibility. This is not four levels away. This is touch, feel. This is being a part of it, you know. And it, it could just change what America looks like. You know, it, we need to do something about the whole prison system. We need to do something about poverty. But we need to empower ourselves to get on the ground and do it with whatever means we have. And I'm not asking for people's money. I'm asking for people's time and their talent. So, you know, I want them to think about it. And I want them to connect with their passion. You know, and it's not fair anymore to look at the world the way we're looking at it with so much poverty. It's not acceptable. So I agree. It's it's this coming in with this judgment, this prejudgment always coming in. And, you know, you teach your kids, you never judge, you never judge. But I mean, these women from Rwanda to Jersey City are some of the most remarkable, talented 
women who can contribute more than anyone ever else could and are willing to give and they they are willing to give everything they have but they're everywhere they're, they are and thanks to francine because of same sky yes. exactly that idea that they're we're all everywhere. under the same sky and and when those of you out there tuning in if you go to samesky.com s-a-m-e-s-k-y.com and you'll see in the philosophy is all these women looking up at the same stars and the same moon and these are women so capable and valuable, and they just need somebody to tell them that. And that's what Francine has done, and that's what Reverend Gloria has done, and that's what we all should be doing. And that's what we should all take away from tonight is that that's all you need. All you need is to tell somebody they're worth something. And what they can do and produce from just that little tiny bit of encouragement is astounding. Um, but I want to add one quick thing. One of the things that inspired me most about the women from Jersey City was that they were so inspired by the women from Rwanda, and they said, we want to make these bracelets, and we want to make this jewelry because we want to help those women because they had it worse than we did. And I believe you don't have to be rich to be a philanthropist. You just have to have a heart. And when I saw and Gloria saw these women reaching out for the women in Rwanda, I mean... It, it, it just doesn't get better than that. It just doesn't. Very true. So, and, and so, Reverend Gloria, I have a question for you now. So, as Francine, as you became involved with Same Sky, and how has the program grown within your experience with the Jersey City women? Well, because the women, um, they've done so well, they complete the program and they move on. It allows for newly released women to then come and get trained by the women that that you know mm-hmm. worked in the system prior. And so it's it's it's, it's a rotating um, growth that we see. And it and what what was so beautiful and giving is back, that, g- giving back. Yes. But the mentorship we can't leave out the mentorship component, the sisterhood that's developed the empowering of one another that is just so remarkable. You know, you have the older women teaching the younger women right before my eyes. And so sometimes I just step back because the older women take their rightful position as older sisters and they begin to teach. And they're so they're very protective of the jewelry. Because when they come in, everyone initially wants to make the jewelry. But there's a process that you have to go through. And the women teach them and tell them the importance of why they're doing this jewelry. And if they feel that you don't have the compassion or that you're going to take this as just, you know, a job, or then they say, excuse me, uh, <laughs> they call me Miss G. Miss G, we don't think she's ready. And so... I take because we have a, a person that does quality control, and they know that at the, the end product must be that of quality because it reflects them, and so they take great pride in that. That's excellent. I, it's one of the most refreshing things I think I've like, and you know it and you think it, but to hear it and Francine, I'm sure you hear this on a daily basis as well. But I was, as many of you know, a prosecutor in Hudson County as well. And and I was in juvenile. And as we were talking about before, it's rehabilitative, not punitive. 
And this rehabilitative thing was to make people feel like you're worthy, you can do it, and take pride in what you do. Go out there and, because there haven't been many opportunities in many of their lives to have someone instill that in them. And now to hear you say that, I mean, I get chills up my spine as you're saying that, as you're saying that, as Francine said that, if we could just pass this on every single day, just just think of how empowering this could be to everybody. If, every, if anyone could feel that what they did meant something and someone respected what they did, it's, it's so invaluable. And that's what I think Same Sky is just, I, I mean that when I spoke with Francine for the first time, I literally, my my hair stood on end the entire time. I was just, I, I mean that like completely, Francine. I think what you do and what Reverend Gloria is doing is now is one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard. You have to remember too, some of our, you have to remember some of our women, there's no work history. So this could very well be their first job. And so at the table, they're learning work ethics, they're learning punctuality, you know, all the things that will make them presentable or at least marketable, job ready, so that when they leave the program, because they do leave and we do get some separation anxieties going on, but at some point they do leave the program. And the type of aftercare will make will determine whether or not being at most excellent way, working with Same Sky has been as beneficial as we think it is. And I'm here to say, yes, it has been. And yes, it is. And what we're, what we're working toward is more housing, more uh, orders, more of the same sky and most excellent way. Why not make it a world event? Because there's women everywhere that find themselves in poverty, uh, abused, neglected, you know, full of guilt and shame, um, underserved. And here we are today to say that not only is there's hope, and it starts as it's Francine and I are doing. And we'd like to take this model beyond Jersey City. And um, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. We only have a minute left. and I'm devastated that we can't talk about this more. I could listen to the stories of the women from Rwanda and the women from Jersey City and just above and beyond all night long. I am so appreciative to both of you for what you've done, what you continue to do, and that you even graced me tonight to share this with Morph Mom Moments. It's a beautiful it's, it's, story. It is, and it's an honor. And again, those out there, go to samesky.com, S-A-M-E-S-K-Y.com. And, and Reverend Gloria, where, where would they go for? MostExcellentWayLifeCenter.com. MostExcellentWayLifeCenter.com, which is in Jersey City, to learn more about this. And for anything else, we will be up on an, on an iTunes podcast soon on Morph Mom Moments. And you can go to MorphMom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. And this uh, our show tonight will be up hopefully by tonight, maybe by tomorrow morning. It is St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, so I'm not exactly sure. But I want to wish all my listeners a very happy St. Patrick's Day as a Kathleen Butler. Uh, it's a very important holiday to me, but what's even more important, I think the luck of the Irish was clearly that I had these two women on my show tonight and my amazing co-host, Seema McGrath, but really that Francine Lafrac and Reverend Gloria Walton were here tonight. Uh, there's no better luck of the Irish than to have these two here uh-huh. to share their stories. I am forever grateful, and let's all get out there and get under the same sky. 
Thank you again. Thank and you I'll so see you much. all next Thursday. Thank you, Francine. Thank you, Florian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. And good night. We'll see you next right. Thursday. Honorably in our nation's armed forces, and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music class. Ask them. And make sure they get involved with music in school and in their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound education. Sparky the Fire Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family, and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org. You are listening to the title track off the new City Boys All-Stars album, When You Needed Me. The City Boys All-Stars will be performing at the Cutting Room on 44 East 32nd Street in New York City, 10 p.m. hit. For ticket information, call 212-691-1900. Once again, City Boys All-Stars Cutting Room, August 28th. Sparky the Fire Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family, and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org. Voted number one jazz cabaret club by New